I'm Victoria, and this podcast is all about running, marathon training, and run coaching. It is packed with useful tips to help you grow as a runner. I am a 13-time Boston qualifier and mom of two who started running as an adult. I learned a lot on my journey, and in 2014, I launched an online run coaching business to help other runners. Now, we employ several run coaches and are one of the largest online run coaching companies. We teach you the secrets to reaching your potential in the sport of running. We give real talk discussing personal stories of injuries, setbacks, and PRs. Think of this as a conversation with serial marathoners who share the lessons that we learned along the way. This is the Run for PRs podcast. The benefits of taking time off after a long training cycle. After a big buildup, you would think that the first thing all runners want to do is take time off, right? Sometimes runners can really struggle during this time off and actually feel a little lost. During the buildup phase, runners become accustomed to that runner's high and running high mileage, waking up early to get in their runs and staying very busy with their training. To go from spending hours and hours every week focused on this one goal to shifting that focus to complete rest can be such a huge shift for an athlete. Often, runners are not prepared for such a drastic change, boom, right after the race. We often see athletes become antsy to get back into their routine of training. Many athletes have fallen into the trap of not taking time off or only for a little bit. Today, we will be chatting about the importance of recovery after our race and what it will look like and the benefits of taking time off after a big buildup like you guys probably had this year. So we're going to kick things off chatting a little bit about our experiences and people we know, people we coach, um, taking time off after a race, just trying to on a relatable level, explain our experiences there, and then we'll dive into some of the benefits of taking time off and what that looks like. And then more tangibly, we'll talk about keeping things structured and how you can do tangible things to apply them into your training and into the process so that you can become a better athlete after this downtime and this time off. So Jason, let's kick things off with you. You've done about 10 marathons. And so you know how that buildup goes, how you have that excitement. And I know you've coached you know, hundreds of athletes to run marathons and they all have that big buildup. You're really excited. You're building towards that race. And then do you find that all athletes struggle with taking time off after a race or is it kind of hit or miss? Yeah, this is an exciting topic for me. I've always, um, you know, when I build a training plan and after an athlete finishes either a half marathon or full marathon, I usually put in there anywhere from, you know, four to seven complete rest days. And that will vary depending on the distance and how I've been working with the athlete. Um, But I find that, you know, the longer I'm doing this, most people fall into one of three kind of categories. And that's either uh, A, they struggle to take, you know, much time off after a race. Um, maybe the, they're willing to take a day or two, but then they want to get right back at it. Um, 
um, I would say more common would be kind of the average person who's okay with taking that week off or so and then slowly reintroducing running again. Um, and then C would be those people who are, uh, they have no problem letting go and they may even take off a couple weeks. Um, they may, as long as there's nothing on the calendar ahead, they have no problem kind of taking a full like month off. And so um, it really just depends on uh, the time of year and I think how long the athlete's been running and what motivates them to get out and run. Right. Definitely. There is such a spectrum there. And I love how you laid out like the three different, you know, scenarios. And I'm sure people fall within a range there. And maybe one day you feel really great. You're embracing the process. And then the next day, maybe it's a stressful day at work and you just feel like, oh, I need to, you know, go on a run or get my release, whatever I'm, I'm used to. But um, it is really good to take that time off. And I know we talked a little bit specifically about marathon and you mentioned anywhere between like seven to 14 days um, off after a race. But I know some of our listeners maybe didn't do a marathon, maybe they did a half marathon, 5K, 10K. Um, what sort of recommendation do you have for someone who did a shorter distance race um, and they're looking to take some time off, but they're not really sure how much time to take? Yeah, again, great question. And it'll depend on what training was like leading into that race. Um, for example, if I have a person running like their first half marathon and maybe their longest run prior to that was 10 or 11 miles, I might give them more rest days after that marath- after that half marathon. So that might look different as opposed to someone who's done like 10 half marathons. Um, you know, they had a, a couple of quality 12, 13 mile runs in there. They may only need um, like two rest days, whereas the other person might get four or five days. And so I think it really depends, yeah, on the distance, um, how frequent the person does race. But I would say for a 5K, 10K half, you know, you're looking anywhere from two to four days. That's a a very common um, length of time. And again, it's a wide spectrum depending on um, the recovery and what, what lies ahead in the person's training calendar. Yes, it's definitely such a spectrum and it's so unique to the individual. So it's easy to say, you know, anywhere between, you know, two to 14 days off, but it is so specific to the individual. And that's where having a good coach who really understands you and knows your athlete background can come into play and really help you out here. Um, so when it comes to discovering, like how much time do you have to take off? Do you ever look back as a coach and see, okay, this person hasn't actually taken more than a day or two off in a year versus someone who just had an off season, maybe four months before they dove into this training cycle. Does that ever play a factor into how long you're prescribing a person's off season or their rest days? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, And that's why I think that the time of year is so important because, uh, you know, if we've been talking about what what else the athlete wants to achieve within a certain period of time after that marathon or half marathon or whatever it is. Um, You know, maybe we've already discussed, like we're going to take some recovery time, maybe get back into either another um, training block of the same distance or shift gears, focus on speed um, or go up in distance, depending on what the race was. I think looking back for sure is something that I often do. And for newer athletes, uh, a lot of times what I'll do is just pencil in those few those few rest days that first week after the the race. And then I'll just kind of check in with them and I'll have their first run be something very minor. Like it might just be a mile or a shakeout run for 10 minutes. So a time-based run. And then I can kind of check in with them and see, you know, how was, how did their legs feel? Was there any um, delayed soreness, that sort of thing. And then I'll just kind of adjust based on that point. Yeah, definitely. It's important to, to look back and see what has this athlete been doing? What is the history there? And I think sometimes when athletes, 
have gotten into this habit, maybe they're new working with a coach or this is the first time they're listening and they hear the advice of like taking a week off and they're, they just can't, they can't do it. They can't shut it down for a week. They can't shut it down for two weeks. I would encourage you if you're someone who's falling into that camp where you're like, I, I don't know that I can take that much time off. I, I don't know. Um, just kind of check in with yourself mentally and wonder like where that's coming from. Cause sometimes I think as athletes, we can get into this mindset of thinking we're invincible. And I know I definitely have been there. Um, you know, in 2015, I think I had this 550 day run streak where I was doing marathons. I wasn't taking any time off and that might sound really extreme to some people, but there are some athletes out there that have those sort of tendencies and behaviors where you don't really want to skip a beat or you think that maybe the rules don't apply to you or that you know you're taking time off in a different way but nothing really can compare to those complete rest days so can you kind of dig in deeper about why rest days specifically not doing running and taking time completely away from running is important whereas someone you know like me who wanted to to do a run streak and to always be taking doing a run even if it was only like a mile or two what are the benefits to that complete rest and recovery because that's definitely something that I embrace now and I'm curious from your perspective what those benefits are yeah you know in preparation for this podcast I wanted to kind of find maybe um some research articles to reference, but you know, it boils down to these few things. When we take the time off, we're allowing our body to, um, really rest and repair. Um, when we talk about our skeletal muscle and our cellular damage that's done to our tissues, our tendons, um, that sort of thing. And so by giving that body a break, um, from the impact and the forces that are going to be applied to those muscles and tendons, um, it really allows them to repair. And I think, you know, obviously depends on the the time or the distance that you ran and how hard you really did, you know, exert um, force and, and push yourself on race day. But again, for, if we're talking a marathon, you want to shoot for at least like a, about a full week off, depending on what you have, um, you know, how many marathons you've ran and that sort of thing. So seven to 10 days is a good kind of rule of thumb. And um, yeah, and the science also shows that you're not going to lose much fitness. And so for those people that struggle with taking time off, um, you know, they've done studies like 10, if you take 10 days off, for example, your 5k time roughly is going to drop 30 seconds or less 20 to 30 seconds. So that isn't really that much because think about how quickly we can get that back. Um, maybe it'll only take two weeks to get that time back. And so that was just an example that I saw. Um, and so, yeah, the, the VO2 max, um, that would be the, the only thing that is going to slightly decrease at first, um, after that period of about 10 days. Yeah, I find that interesting. I've seen other studies that say you don't lose any fitness after two weeks, and maybe that's more related to the marathon, but um, it is something that you gain back relatively quickly, right? So you hear like, oh my gosh, 30 seconds in the 5K, that's a lot, but anaerobic is something that comes back really quickly, and it's it's easy to get back. And the naturally, what's more important is prioritizing your recovery and your longevity in the sport. So a lot of people will say, well, I feel fine. I'm not sore. But what you don't understand is just because you feel a certain way or just because it feels okay now doesn't mean that later on down the road, maybe a year or two years, three years, four years, five years from now, um, your patterns are going to be beneficial and maybe that's going to end up in a burnout, end up in an injury. And so these are things that we're doing as like preventative measures to make sure that we're taking all the right steps so that we can have this longevity in the sport Um, because time off is extremely important. That's why professional athletes have off seasons. These are reasons why, you know, people take 
time off. It's super important. Um, if you're a working professional, you understand that you're given vacation days for a reason, right? They want you to go. They want you to take vacation. They want you to have that time off away. And then when you come back, you're more rejuvenated. So physically there are a ton of benefits to, you know, the muscular skeletal system and just to repairing all of those, um, cells after, the big performance that you had, but also from all the training leading up to it, but also mentally, it's really important to take time off. And you might think, oh no, mentally, I need my running. I need it. But taking that time off allows a different perspective. It allows you to shift into other parts of what's important mentally, right? So it's not always about needing your run. Sometimes you need time away from it so that you can combat your life stressors in other ways. So if running is your only outlet, that's not always a good thing. It's good to have other ways that you can um, alleviate that stress. Maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's yoga, doing things like that. It'll actually in turn make you a better athlete because you will understand your inner strength and you will be able to bring that into your running later on down the road. Um, So do you ever think when it comes to, you know, relating to athletes who are maybe listening, do you ever think that like coming off of that high of a race, like when you set a PR or maybe you have a really bad race where you're just, you're hoping for that next thing. And I know athletes really are chasing after these dreams and they have big goals and they really want to achieve them. What do you ever just think it's hard to shut down that, that chase and that drive after months and months of focus on that goal? Um, and how do you suggest people kind of shift focus and shut down like the visionary part, that chasing of the goal? Yeah, I think it, it works on both accounts. People who either reach their goal or they fall short of their goal sometimes are extra motivated, right? To just continue on. And I think that this time, this period of rest really provides a time to uh, not only you know allow your body to reset, but um, if, if you're someone who struggles, um, like you mentioned, with finding other outlets uh, for stress relief and that sort of thing, and running's kind of been your, your main go-to, um, use this time to do things that are going to help support and complement your running. So when you get, get back to it, you're going to be set up for success. And so things like um, maybe focusing more on nutrition, and maybe it's one extra thing that you're going to start to do differently um, with your diet on a regular basis, or uh, maybe you're going to focus more on your flexibility or your mobility, um, or you know, start a new strength training routine. And so I think by doing those things, that's a way to kind of, you know, remind yourself like, hey, this is going to help my running in the long run. I can do this for just seven days or whatever it is. Right. That brings up a good point. And no one is perfect, right? So you maybe had your marathon training cycle, you're reflecting back and you're thinking, well, I did yoga, I did mobility, I did all of those things. But I think it's really good to get out pen and paper and just put down what are some of the things that you could have worked on during that training cycle? What were some of your struggles? Maybe that was getting solid sleep. Maybe it was meal prepping, nutrition. Maybe it was mobility, flexibility, all of those things. Now is the time because you have more time to really hone in on that list of things and work on making those weaknesses your strengths for next time. Because None of our training is done in a vacuum and you could have the best training ever. You could have the most solid training plan, the best coach in the world. But if you're not doing the little things like focusing on your nutrition and 
really addressing, maybe it's a reoccurring injury that always kind of prevents you from going to that next level. Or maybe like your sleep is just totally terrible. You don't get to bed at the right time. You know, it's an area that you could really work on. Um, There's so many things and it's so individual to the person. But addressing those things head on and kind of getting uncomfortable in those things, that's really where our energy should be directed. So it's not like we're shutting down the dream. It's that we're honing in on the weaknesses that we had in our last training cycle. And we're going to look at that list and figure out how can I address all of these things and knock one out at a time, right? So the first week, maybe you're focusing on nutrition. How can I make small, simple changes in my life to make this weakness more of a strength? And that's something that you can carry with you through this entire off season. And then it'll become a second nature when it comes time to train again. So the reason that you focus on it in the off season is so that you can build these habits because it takes anywhere from you know three plus months to ingrain something into your lifestyle and make it a habit. And so this is the time. Now that you have that extra time, you have extra energy, focus in on that and really thinking about the benefits of what you can get out of this time off. It's not that you're taking time off of training. It's that you're focusing on other areas of training, right? And that can even go into doing some mental training work and really focusing on your mental game. So do you have any advice when it comes to the mental game and how can someone really start to focus on that during their off season? Yeah, this is a tough one. I think, um, you know, it kind of boils down to um, redefining what is running in terms of uh, part part of your life. And if it if it becomes kind of your your every, you know, your end all be all, then that's something you want to start to focus on what else is important to you and start to um, look at running is definitely a positive outlet, but it's not your complete identity. And so that's where I think focusing on the yoga and mobility, um, other, you know, personal, professional things in your life can help. And um, another kind of example that I was reminded by was, um, I think it was uh, right before the the Olympic trials and the year we ran it in LA. So that would have been 2016. Um, you know, Meb, Meb Kofletsky, who was finished second that day, you know, he ran NYC um, in that fall. And so after NYC, he had a foot injury. He had to take three complete weeks off, not running a step. And then he was able to start training and get back in time for the um, trials, which I think were in late February. So just an example of how, you know, taking three weeks off, you may think it's detrimental to your next race, but it's really going to help you. And it, it clearly helped him in that in that case. And so um, sometimes we just need to see, look, look ahead and not worry so much about um, the things that we're doing day to day. Yeah, I think athletes can definitely have that fixation on the mileage, getting their runs in, getting the runs in. Uh, but really, this is a sport where mental training goes such a long way. So even if you you had to take longer than two weeks off and you do start to lose fitness, if you're working on that mental game and you're able to come into the sport of running as a tougher person, as a more balanced person and someone who is just really mentally in the zone and a total gamer, you're just going to improve that much more your next training cycle. And so I think this is the time where we shift focuses and we focus on, it's not always how can I improve my running and be a better you know, runner and athlete. Sometimes it's about how can I be a tougher person? How can I be have more of an athlete mindset and approach to things? And stepping outside of your comfort zone in different ways. I think so often running, the act of running is a comfort zone activity for runners. And so that's where I think a lot of people get stuck in these ruts. They think I have to keep running. I, I can't take time off or I have to get back into training. 
Whereas in reality, uh, you could take time off from training and as long as you're still working on becoming a better person and becoming tougher and working on all of those little things, you'll come back to the sport maybe a little bit more on fire, maybe a better athlete. And I've seen this happen time and time again with um, athletes. I, I, you know, I've been coaching since 2014 now, so several years. And I, I have some athletes that worked with me back in 2015, 2016. They took several years off maybe to do CrossFit, which is totally not related to running, right? I mean, these people are lifting heavy weights, um, but they're doing something athletic. They're doing something, working on their mindset. You know, maybe they went and became a yoga instructor um, and then they come back and they're more uh, mentally in it and mentally tougher that time because they took this time off and because they were working on that mindset and the mental approach to training. And I know we've seen similar things too with even with runners who, you know, they take time off, they go, maybe they're getting their MBA, they're pursuing um, a degree or something that's really inspiring them to reach that next level, maybe in a different endeavor in their life. And then when they come back to running, they're able to apply those mental mindset things that they were able to do when they weren't running into their training. And then it amplifies their running. So never downplay what you can do with your mindset, because you can really change um, how you are as an athlete, just based on a few small things. And I think that can be said about, you know, moms who are pregnant and they have to take the time off or they have to surrender their running for a little bit. And then they come back postpartum and people are always like, moms are so tough. And it's like, well, you know, technically you do become weaker with pregnancy, right? Like physically it's hard on your body. Your body ages, you, you go through changes, you have to really rehab yourself back. Uh, but because you have those times to look back on and you're able to use those strengths, you're able to become a better runner, a better person, all of those things. And you can apply that to the sport of running. So it's not that, you know, becoming a mom like makes you faster. It's the mindset. It's the shifting. It's becoming a better person that really can uh, amplify your your training. Um, have you ever seen an example of this or people who have really shown this with their training that you've worked with? Yeah, you know, it's very well said on your part to think about how we can actually become mentally tougher with running when we step away from it. Um, and as a result, like you said, challenging yourself in new ways, um, stepping outside your comfort zone. And if it's, if it's an injury, for example, you're, you're trying to come back from, um, you know, obviously you're not running during that time. And so what are the things that you're going to do, um, consistently, uh, to help you rehab and get back quicker? And so I think staying really committed and focused on your PT or your strengthening your, your mobility, that sort of thing. I think that that can help you when you come back. Um, and I loved your example about moms and just being a parent in general, or maybe you had, a busier time through work um, or another personal challenge that you had to overcome because I think those things are really what allow us to return to running with kind of a new lens and approach, um, a new mindset approach as to how we're going to train and do things maybe just a bit differently. And so that's, it's all about like growth as a person. I think that that's how we continue to, um, you know, reach new limits. And when I uh, coach college kids, I saw it every year, just when they come back from the summer, you know, we talk about you know, how, how their summer went. And I think that that's cool to kind of watch them grow as young individuals and um, kind of take the next steps with their running. 
Yes, definitely. And I think just getting more into the concrete examples of like, how should this off season look like? Where can I go? What can I do in terms of my running? What is it supposed to look like? Can be really important um, because when people are equipped with exactly what they should be doing during the off season allows them this opportunity to really improve on those weaknesses. So keeping things a little bit more structured, do you think that it makes sense for athletes to kind of do their own thing, take a break from training, or do you think it's beneficial to continue with a coach? I think uh, this is going to be variable based on the athlete. I think most of the time um, it's good to have the coach who can help kind of keep you in check and accountable and make sure that, you know, you're, you're not going to take too long of an off season, that sort of thing, or make sure you are focusing on the things that you you know, said you were wanting to do during your off season. So that's going to set you up for success during um, when you start training again. So I think, I think it depends on your running background, sort of, um, you know, what your goals are for the near future and the long term, the longevity um, as well, because sometimes it's okay to disconnect for a, a short period of time. But I wouldn't say, um, you know, in this last maybe two years has been a little bit different than the norm, right? Because we didn't have races and we had a pandemic and all that. But for most people, I would say you don't need much more than a couple of weeks off. Um, I think it's good to any longer than that, you risk maybe um, kind of falling off the train altogether. And then we know how difficult it is to get back um, starting from from scratch. Right, definitely. So in terms of taking time completely off, unless you're injured and you can't run, I think, you know, capping it at maybe two weeks and then easing back into things. So not going crazy, dropping the hammer, just doing easy running every other day, maybe for a month or whatever it may be. But you're going to be doing a little bit less volume. You're not going to have workouts for a few weeks. But I do think having the coach there as that accountability and easing you back into things is super important because I think if any training ends up not going correctly, it's more likely to be the off season because you can Google search marathon training plan. You can find a plan. There's so many different examples out there of what that should look like, but very rarely do you search off season training and find an example. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of go astray. They're not really sure what they should be doing. So then they start mimicking what they were doing during their training cycle. And maybe unintentionally they're jumping their mileage way too much too soon. They're introducing too many stress variables at a time. And so this is why it's really important to still work with your coach during this off season so that you can stay on track towards your goals and make sure you're not overdoing it. Because if you do end up overdoing it um, during this off season, it could end up in a setback later when you actually are training for an event. Um, it could end up in a setback right away because you you did too much too soon. And then it could also take away from that value that we were talking about, about how if you're not training at max effort or you're not peaking that you have more time to focus on the other things like mobility, yoga, flexibility, strength, all of those things. So when it comes to the nitty gritty of the month or two after the race, what should the training look like? Are there going to be workouts, mileage? What sort of long runs are we talking yeah, I would say, um, you know, you don't need a race to have on the calendar to start training again. Um, I think that, and if that's the case, we're going to obviously cap your long runs, usually around an hour, depending on your background and all that. But uh, if you have something that, that you want to shoot for in the upcoming weeks, um, we'll just slowly start to build towards that event. And if it is something shorter, um, you know, I, I tell my athletes during during kind of your your off season or just like your um, your, your comeback time, we're not going to jump up. Um, your mileage or your long runs much over an hour, you know, unless you have like a half marathon on the calendar. 
Um, so if your race distance is going to be, you know, 10 K or less, we're just going to start to uh, slowly work in workouts and it won't even be, it might not even be until like the third week where you start running. Right. So we might do a couple weeks of easy running and then slowly reintroduce some fart like type work or some strides and then just kind of build up from there. Obviously that'll depend on, um, if you do have a race on the calendar, how soon, how much time we have to work with. Yes, definitely. And it's so unique to the individual. And that's why it can be super important just to make sure you're working with a coach, make sure you really understand what you're doing. Cause sometimes there's that unintentional, like, Oh, like my run group is doing 13 miles this weekend. I'm, I'm just going to jump in and join them. And then next thing you know, in a month from now, when you want to train for your next event, you kind of feel a little bit burnt out. Um, and that could be a result of maybe doing a little bit too much during that off season. So really understanding and kind of the longevity piece and how, what you do today and what you do in these upcoming months really will pay off in the future. So having that focus, having the vision and really understanding how each piece fits in that and not jumping up too much. But like you said, you don't need to have a race on the calendar. So if you're someone who's like, well, I'm, I'm not training for anything for the next six months, so I don't need to do anything. If you do have that coach in mind, they are seeing a vision for you in a year from now and they, they know like where you should be. And so they're going to challenge you with little workouts here and there, get you in the right fitness so that when you do have that race in the future, you are in a good position to kick off training, to be in the best shape possible for that race. Because too often um, we see people maybe completely fall off the bandwagon because they don't have a race or they don't want to do any sort of structured training because they don't have a race yet. But in reality, structured training done right is actually better for you than um, kind of just doing easy runs as you feel. There's so many benefits. And I know sometimes people will be like, well, I get really burnt out or I feel like I peak too soon. But in that example, what you're doing for your structured workouts and structured training is probably not exactly where it should be. And so maybe that's giving your coach a little bit more feedback so that they know, hey, I'm feeling a little bit um, like I'm, I'm being challenged too much here and making sure that you're staying in really close contact and giving that feedback because so often I think athletes, um, are maybe a little afraid to, to give that feedback and to say, Hey, I think like maybe I'm doing a little bit too much. Um, there's definitely a wide range of types of workouts and what you should be doing in those off season, off season, off season months as you build towards that next race. But you definitely don't need to have a race on the calendar to be doing workouts, to be doing, um, long runs, all of those sort of things, but it is important to have adequate time off after a big race. Um, so then it comes into, should you kind of rely on how you're feeling? Um, like what if you feel fine, is it okay to go do the 13 miler with, you know, the group a couple, couple weeks after your marathon? How do you navigate how an athlete feels if they feel totally fine? Um, how do you advise that they take their off season? Yeah, again, this one's a complex question where I'm going to really look at their background and uh, number of marathons they've done that sort of thing. Because a lot of times, you know, the more you, the more you do them, typically you're you might bounce back a little bit quicker. Your body, you know, knows what to do to repair and everything. And um, you know, it really depends too on like how hard did they really push it? Um, was it a PR race where they left it all out there? And um, you know, we might take more time off, but. I'm not, usually not going to recommend, you know, building up to 13 miles um, within that first month. It's just not smart unless, you know, the person is training for like uh, an ultra run, something like that, like a 50K or they have something else on the horizon. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, each athlete is so individualized. And um, when we think about 
uh, working with a coach, I think the nice thing is you mentioned this earlier is we have that long-term vision for each athlete. So, you know, a lot of times athletes will come to us and they might just say, I want to train for this half marathon in 12 weeks or whenever. And, um, you know, they've been running a little bit, but not super consistently. So we get them consistent. The training goes well, they run their race. Um, then they want to take some time off cause they don't really know what else to do. And so, and that's, that's pretty common. And I think that we're always, you know, we don't necessarily expect that athlete to go and crush that half marathon. You know, it might've been the first race they've done in a long time. We just want them to have a good experience, set, recover, set themselves up, um, for like another training build, whether that's a shorter race or maybe another half again, or maybe even jumping up to the marathon. And so I like how you mentioned that we always have that kind of long-term, um, v- approach and vision for each athlete. And I think that those are the ones that we're really seeing the most success with are the athletes that kind of stick around. Um, yeah, they may take like a few weeks off here and there, but they come back and then they are consistent even during a period, um, during a pandemic when there aren't races or during a period where they're not quite sure what to do or what to train for. I think it's nice to have someone in your corner that you can at least ask, um, their advice and figure out like, Hey, what do you think I should do? Like, you know, I haven't really raced in a year. I'm not quite sure what I want to do now. I know a long-term goal of mine is this or that. Um, so I think that's where a coach can kind of help provide some insight to help connect the dots and get you um, closer on the right track to that long-term goal. Right, definitely. That is such good advice. And I think when we have that long-term goal in mind, it's really easy as a coach that we understand kind of, okay, yeah, like I see the path to get you there. But sometimes if you're the athlete and you have that goal, it's hard for you to see the path to get there, maybe because it's your first time doing it. But as a coach, you've seen so many athletes kind of go through these and hit these benchmarks. So coaches can really easily see that path laid out for an athlete. And that's why it's really important to have that long-term vision, that long-term goal so that you can break it down into shorter term goals. Otherwise, like you said, you know, Chicago marathon's over and then it's like, well, I don't, I don't really have anything to train for. I'm going to take time off until my next training cycle. But in reality, it's like, take a little bit of time off, then get back into training because fitness does build on itself. And the longer that you can be consistent, the better that is. And so it's really important to remember consistency is super key. And also the growth formula, which is stress plus rest equals growth. And on a macro scale, what that means is training cycle plus a little bit of recovery equals growth. So you're going to have to get back into that training cycle and then continue doing um, training in order to really see that improvement. So it's not always a totally balanced equation, right? Like you can run, you can do like a six month training cycle and then maybe you're only taking a month off, um, and doing easy runs. And that is, is a balanced equation, right? And then you're, you're growing from that. And then you, you start back into a training cycle. So you don't need to take, you know, extended time off unless you totally aren't feeling it, but then maybe like reassessing your goals and saying, okay, my long-term goal was to maybe qualify for Boston, maybe run a sub three hour marathon. Um, and it's important to kind of know what the steps are to get there and kind of what, what that would entail. So understanding that, and then kind of having that vision, breaking it down, having benchmark goals. And this is a really good time where you can focus on, okay, what's my next benchmark goal. If I want to run a Boston qualifier and right now I'm a four hour marathoner, what do I want to do next? How am I going to get there? And so maybe that is you're going to run a half marathon um, in the spring or, or later later spring, right? And so having that in mind and then thinking, what do I want to do right before that? Okay, maybe you want to do some speed training. You want to focus on the 5K so that you can kind of jumpstart that. Maybe set a 5K PR, 10K PR, and then go into that half marathon 
thinking, okay, what sort of time do I want to run in this in order to get to that next goal of getting the BQ eventually? And that's how I really like to look at training and to stay motivated, having those benchmark goals, seeing the vision for myself, and then asking myself, how can I get there? What's the best way? So a lot of this is probably really in detail, but a coach can definitely help you with these steps to get there, right? So it can be a lot to think, okay, I have this goal, but it's going to take a really long time to get there. I'm not really sure how to working with a coach can be a total game changer. And even if you're unsure, we do free phone consultations. We do a free seven day trial. So we would love just to get to know more about you. It's all about getting to know the person and we want to be a resource to you. We want to be able to help people. Um, so if you just want to fill out the form at www.runforprs.com, we can get started getting to know your background and talking about the options to get you to where you want to go. So again, that's www.runforprs.com. You can fill out the form there. We'd love to get started working with you and just getting to know more about your background. So thanks for tuning in.